If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm delighted to be back with you uh, again for another great interview. Now, we're just finishing a full summer of, of rentals. And there's something I've, I've said over and over again about, um, about my own rental, in fact, is that I would normally prefer to have pets in my cottage than to have children. Uh, one of the reasons being is that, you know, pets don't use Crayola on the walls. They don't sit in, fr- they don't sit on the couch and eat spaghetti or Cheetos. Um, pets may leave a little bit of hair around, but you know, I could go on and on. Um, if I, I mean, I love kids. I have six granddaughters of my own, so, and I have four kids. So yeah, I, I'm, pretty keen on kids but there's times when I think you know I'd really prefer it if there was just a couple there with a couple of dogs I'm sure there would be less mess at the end but you know we all deal with this we all you know when we're renting particularly if we're in holiday destinations we will have children come stay at our vacation homes and I have talked before about, you know, making a property family friendly, how you do this and what you should include and what you should not include and all the things that you can do to make a property safe for families and for kids of all ages. And over the last couple of years, I have talked to several people, several moms about how they have created family friendly homes. Well, today I'm really pleased to have with me a mom of 10 children who also has six grandchildren, who is an author. She's a blogger. She also has a huge vacation rental home that has been custom built to be family friendly. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to talk to this owner and and find out you know what you do when you're starting from scratch and you're creating a property that's catering to families with lots of kids what is it that you have to think about what do you put into it and how successful um has it been for you so i'm really pleased to have with me today um mary austin of owl haven and mary's going to tell us not only about I'm going to ask her, you know, how do you cope with 10 kids? And, um, but I'm going to ask her lots of questions on, uh, on family friendliness, kid friendliness, and how she's using her experiences of bringing up a large family to make her vacation rental home the best she possibly can for similar large families. So I'm delighted to have with me today Mary Austin of um, Owlhaven.net. 
Mary is the mother of 10 children. She's a grandmother of six children. She's an author, a blogger, and she has a vacation rental home as well. So we are going to, I'm going to ask so many questions, Mary. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, I'm excited to be with you. It's, it's, it's a real pleasure to have you, to have you here because I've, I've, I've spent a real happy hour this morning reading through your, your blog, um, where you talk about your, your family, which is just amazing. So just, just give me a, give us a brief biography so I don't have to, you know, I might get it wrong. So I'm going to pass it over to you to give me a brief, brief biography of, uh, of your family. My husband and I were high school sweethearts. We got married at the ripe old age of 19. We had four children by birth, and then we proceeded to adopt six more children. We have four daughters from Ethiopia and two sons from South Korea. So over all our years of parenting many children, one of our very highest priorities was family vacations. And so over the years... Well, first we were camping lots of different places, and then I I kind of got a little tired of camping, and we decided to try vacation rentals. And so in the process of trying all sorts of different houses up and down the Oregon coast, we got all sorts of ideas about what works for a big family and what doesn't work so well. Uh, I, I can imagine that. You know, I used to take four kids on camping trips to Italy each year. And, oh wow! And that was just four of them, and I think that was only a couple of years before two decided that uh-uh, we're not camping anymore. Um, right. <laughs> so, right. So I can't imagine <laughs> taking ten. I think that's uh, that's a monumental accomplishment. So you've you've experienced it, and you've you've probably come away because I know when I get, go to vacation rentals every time I come away with a list of things that I want to put in my place, you know, all those things that are good that other people do really, really well. So I'm guessing you, you, you've got that same list. Right, right. What we liked and what didn't work so well. We just kind of gradually worked on that list. And the Oregon coast, that's where we honeymooned. And it's just always been our happy place. And we got to a point of wanting to spend more time there and so as we were renting houses and vacationing, we just got this, well, what felt huge to us, a, a big old dream of building a home there that would work really well for a big family. And so last year, that's what we did. We just, we last August uh, 2016, we broke ground and the first guests came into our home in April of 2017. That, that's a huge accomplishment to go from August to May and have a house from breaking ground to your first guest walking in. You must have had some great, yeah. great contractors. We had a contractor and he uh, used the book as an excuse to go to the coast every single month and ironically rented more vacation rentals in the process and got more ideas. And so every month we'd come and talk to the contractor about how the build was going and um, do bits of the, the project ourselves. One kind of fun thing about the house is that we have both beds in the downstairs family room that look kind of like pirate ships built into the walls. So John did a ton of work on those himself. And that was one really crazy week or two of, 
quote unquote vacation there. And different times we, um, well, we did kitchen cabinets that were Ikea cabinets. And so a different time we assembled all the cabinets in the um, garage of one of the vacation rentals that we were staying in. And we had a funny moment when the rental management company in that area drove a car to the the driveway where we were had the garage door open and had all those cabinets being assembled and asked us what on earth we were up to. I think they were a little bit afraid that we were removing the cabinets from our vacation rental. <laughs> <laughs> or remodeling the kitchen. Yeah, they could not figure out what was going on. But that was actually really reassuring to us because we ended up using that rental management company for our own house and um, we know that they really keep an eye on things in the area so so we live nine hours away from the Oregon coast and so it's just really reassuring that we have a rental management company who is right there in the area their trucks drive by the house every few days and we actually were um, one of the times when we were uh, moving furniture into the house we were working until late at night and i got an email from the owner of the rental management company and she said you know there's a lot of lights on in your house i just wanted to let you know and it turned out she hadn't been aware that we were being going to be there working that week and she was concerned that there was somebody in the house who was unauthorized so we were able to reassure her that yes it was just us we were moving in all things were okay but her house is literally across mm -hmm. the highway and up the hill from our house so she can see our house from her house <laughs> oh that that is reassuring so there are a lot of people a lot of owners who do live far away from their vacation rentals but they still but they don't use property management companies they they do their own marketing and advertising and and they might get a local cleaner caretaker in. What made you decide to use um, a, a company to actually do the bookings as well as, as the property management and maintenance? Well, part of the reason, honestly, was that we had had such good experiences as guests with these property managers. Every house that we rented during that build was one of their houses, so we were kind of trying them out. And, you know, there were times when the Wi-Fi was down or this or that thing went wrong, like happens with any house. And they were so quick to respond and they were, they were right there. And with us being brand new vacation rental owners, we just weren't sure if we could do a good enough job of meeting our guests needs being so far away. And also um, I'm a registered nurse and I work night shift. And so there are times obviously when I need to sleep during the day. So I couldn't imagine being able to answer phone calls and answer questions in a timely manner. And we just, bottom line, we just felt like our guests would be better cared for if we had a manager close by who would be always able to answer the phone and meet their needs. I, I love to hear this because I often see on Facebook groups and, and forums uh, the complaints about property managers and that they, they're a ripoff and nobody needs to use one. So it, it's really refreshing to talk to somebody who, who actually does use um, a rental management company and, and has, has found a really good one. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a property manager myself. We, we, have, right. we have 180 properties that we manage. So it always disappoints me to see these comments because, I, you know, I'm sure there are some, some bad apples out there. But in general, I think pro rental management, property management companies, whatever you want to call them, do a really good job. Right, right. And that's definitely what we found with ours. You know, there have been moments of 
not, not really tension, but just a little bit of um, needing to talk through things when I have had ideas um, different than the way they usually handle things. And so we've been able to talk through things and and work out good solutions. Um, you know, so it's not that we are always perfectly in agreement, but, you know, they are doing a great job for our house as we have been coming to our home after guests have been there. The cleaning ladies have just been doing a wonderful job and, um, you know, they keep they keep us up to date on little things and bigger things that might be going on with guests. Um, we, we already had one bad moment with uh, with guests. Um, one guest um, sat down in a chair and the chair broke. Oh, my goodness. I felt so bad. But the guest was OK. And then we talked through with the agency solutions. And I ended up actually buying all new chairs for the dining room, which was kind of hard since they were brand new chairs before. But but it was just um, really good to have the rental agency there and being our liaison and being able to problem solve and make sure that our guests felt cared for. Mm. So, I mean, speaking as a rental manager myself, you know, I know that we've I mean, we've had 15 years of experience of managing right. different issues and probably have, you know, we, we do a couple of thousand rentals every year. So there, there's, for, for, for most property management companies, the experience is massive and there's probably yes. nothing that they deal with that, that, that happens that they haven't dealt with before. Exactly. And that's really reassuring. I mean, I've been doing a lot, a lot of learning. I've been listening to your podcast for years. It's so funny to hear your voice as I feel like you're a friend already, even though we haven't really talked before. But, you know, I've been um, on Matt's inner circle. And so I've been doing a whole lot of investigating, but still, I don't have the experience that that management agency has. And so I, I think it's it's a good it's a good team. And we've been really happy so far. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's ways of going around it. I think the one thing that we value most of all is the relationship that we have with our owners. And it sounds like your company has that same philosophy that it's it's not just a money-making enterprise. It's a relationship business. Right, right. Yeah. And when we have done little fix-ups for the house, I'll go and chat with the lady there. The agency office is literally two blocks away from our house. We drive past it every time we drive into our neighborhood. And so I'll go and say, oh, hey, we did this this week. Um, you know, like the last time we visited, we we did bring the new chairs and we also made a window seat in one of the bedrooms. And I said, oh, you're going to have to go see what we did. And and, you know, they will. They they mm -hmm. check it out. and They say how much they like various changes. And and, um, you know, they also let us know if a guest um, needs something different than what we have. And we, ha we already had a coffee maker break and they have um, small appliances there in the office that they can change out. So our guests uh, didn't have to get by without a coffee maker that morning. They just ran a new one down. So it, it is just really nice. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I'm curious about, though, is that um, you say you, you, you broke ground in August. You had your first guest go in in April. At what point did they start advertising it? When, when was, was it being advertised when it was still being built? Well, I started a blog for the house before it was built, like back when we were finalizing house plans. I, I have been a blogger, just kind of like a mommy blogger for years and years and have had quite a few people reading my blog. And so 
I thought that other people would be interested in the whole process of building a vacation house. So even before we broke ground, I was blogging on this website and telling this story about our build. And so people had the chance to follow along. And and I mean, I had people voting on paint colors and um, how many TVs should be in the house and all sorts of different things because I wanted people's input you know, input from people who might possibly rent the house and what what they would like for their families, because we've had our experiences, but different families want different things. And so people had a chance to kind of weigh in and give me some good ideas. And so all along during the build, I was blogging. And then so about I think it was January or so, uh, that was when the a vacation, I mean, a rental management agency put an exterior picture of the house up on their website and said, hey, this is going to be available come, well, I think it was actually May, not April, although we did have friends come as our first guests um, in April and gave us some feedback, which was very good. But yeah, so people had the chance to follow the whole journey. And um, we thought it would just be more fun for people. I mean, even if even for the people who might not necessarily rent the house, it's just fun to watch someone else's adventure. And, you know, I know that a lot of people dream about having a house close to the beach. So it was a lot of fun to share that adventure with other people. And I think it really um, got people enthused about the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you did have an advantage because you've, um, you've been running Alhaven.net for since, since 2009 or earlier. It was 2006, 2006. actually. 2006. Okay. You, yeah, you and me started blogging at around about the same time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so you've probably got a decent-sized mailing list. Um, and, I, and I have talked to uh, other owners who have started to build and think, how do I get this word out? Um, so, mm-hmm. so do you think it's, it's worth their while from the very beginning to, if, if somebody's building something like this, to start up a blog at the beginning and sort of start from scratch with it? I think especially if they enjoy writing, it's it's awesome. It's lots of fun. You know, it's in the process of building a house yourself. It's you're very excited about it. And so it was just really easy to to, you know, share the journey with people. And partly because I do like to write. Not everybody loves to write. But I do think that it's a great way to get the adventure out there in front of people's eyes and get people thinking. John and I both work at hospitals um, we both, um, he's a respiratory therapist and I'm a nurse. And so in, at those hospitals, we have a lot of friends and coworkers who have also been following the blogs. I, I for, uh, connection purposes, Facebook was also really useful because I could put, um, post links on Facebook and people were more likely to click over, you know, people who might not have already been subscribed to the blog or might not even know it existed would see our updates on Facebook and then click over. And um, some of our um, first full week rentals uh, this summer have been coworkers or friends that we've known for years. So, um, you know, they were excited about it and they jumped in and wanted to try out the house. So it's pretty exciting. Excellent. So you also have your own website. So how important do you think it was to to get that up and running as well? Um, so the website for the property, that is. Well, 
since we are being managed by a management a rental agency that has their own website, it's possibly less important right now. But I like the idea of uh, like previous guests being able to Google Owlhaven Vacation. Uh, the, the website for that is owlhavenvacation.com. And um, so I like the idea of guests being able to Google and say, oh, hey, this is the house that we stayed at a f- few years back. And um, they st- we still send them to the booking page for our agency. It's just a link on the website. But um, it adds a lot more information. I have like video tours and stuff like that that our agency doesn't have on their website so it adds more information even for potential guests but yeah. also for past ones yeah absolutely and it's uh, it, 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 it's a great website and i'll put up, i'll put links to um to all your websites and your blogs and your social media connections are on the show notes so for anybody listening, they can go and take a look at uh, at all these. I'm, at the moment, I'm I'm just taking a look at your um your Facebook page, Owl Haven, and and I really like the you know what you've been doing on that Facebook page. It's j- just a almost like a diary of of what you've been doing, and then you you're doing the questions. You know, I love this post. Have have you any games that we should add to the stash at Owl Haven? Right. So you're you're sending that question out. I think people forget when they're putting posts on Facebook that it needs to be about engagement and not just about sharing photos of your home. But the engagement is all important. How, how, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I think people really like to give their opinion on a variety of topics. And I really appreciate um, the feedback. So that's been part of the way we've made some of the decisions with setting up the house, you know, what, what is essential, what's important to people. And it makes people have a little sense of ownership because, you know, their opinion has been listened to and it's, I don't know, it's just really fun. It makes it fun even for people who may not ever rent the house, but Mm -hmm. Hey, their opinion is valuable because, um, you know, maybe they have rented a house before or they are game fanatic family and, you know, they give me some ideas that I might not have thought of before and just give me a, an great ideas for setting up the house better. Yeah, I think it's an excellent idea. Um, tell me about the pictures, because the pictures you have on your website, and I'm just looking at the picture of, um, of the dining area on the Facebook page, and they're gorgeous. Um, were they professionally done? Yes, they were. There is actually a lady who lives um, in the same neighborhood as our home, and um she does architectural photographs. And so I actually, it was from Matt Landau's inner circle. I, there was a a link shared where you can find architectural photographers and there she was right there in our neighborhood. And I contacted her and arranged with her actually to a few times during the build, come and take pictures for us because we weren't able to be there all the time. And I wanted to you know, see what was going on and know a little bit more and also be able to blog about a step or two that we didn't, they weren't there to see ourselves. So she came and took some photographs for us with the understanding that she would also be taking the photographs also, I mean, afterwards. And as it turned out, she's the photographer that our rental agency uses anyway. So anyway, she did a great job and it was a lot of fun to 
um, know who is there taking the pictures and having her kind of watch the build too. <laughs> yeah, and the benefits of spectacular photography are, you know, I'm, I talk to Matt about this a lot, you know, <laughs> why are people taking their own pictures with iPhones still? Which, you know, they're not that bad, right. but but there's, there, there is no comparison between that and, right. and the sort of photography that you've got on on your site. And talking about your site, your site was by Red Spiral Hand. I've recommended um, Dawn at Red Spiral Hand on a number of occasions. So I just wanted to throw that one out there as well because she does such great work. She does. She really listened to me and she also gave me ideas that I hadn't thought of on my own since she has had a lot more experience putting together vacation rental websites. So we were really happy with what she did for us. Yeah, that uh, it, uh, it, it really shows. I mean, I, I look at a lot of different websites and you can tell the ones that are professionally um, professionally created and and those where where somebody's you know you can you can tell a Wix or a um, sort of GoDaddy type of of website from a long distance away, <laughs> but where a, right. where a website is professionally done, it is so uh, it, it it just they, they just stand out. So you know, well right. done to you for 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 going that route. Um, well, and I was really pleased that she does WordPress. Um, websites because I've had some experience with WordPress with my personal blog and felt pretty comfortable um, with the back end once things are set up for me anyway. And so it, it feels like a familiar thing to me and I can tweak it a little bit on my own. And, you know, then if something larger needs done, I can call her back in to work on it a little bit, which I already have done, I think once. Yeah. But overall, I can change things on my own when I need to. Yeah, that, that, that's a great thing. And you can do you do little additions, but you always have that expertise uh, on hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> OK, let's let's move on to the, you know, as, as you were creating the home and making it um, so welcoming and ready for families. And, I, you know, the, the picture that I love is the one of the basement with the with the bunk beds, with the pirate beds. They are just stunning. And we know There's... we know that kids usually make the decisions about vacations. That that has been statistically proven um, <laughs> on on so many surveys. You know who makes right. the vacation decision. The parents may choose the location, but in general, it's the kids that go. I have got to, we you know we've got to go to that place because there's a pool. Right. There's you know it's bit by the ocean and it's got these great pirate beds. That's right. That's right. And when we were putting together this idea for the pirate ship bunk beds, I had two thoughts in mind. First of all, how much my little grandsons would absolutely adore them. And second of all, I was picturing kids sitting like next to their moms while their moms were looking at vacation rental possibilities and the kids going, oh, I want to sleep in those beds. So it was just really fun to kind of have this wild idea and 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 put it into place. Our contractor was I mean, we described to him what we wanted and he kind of built some framework, but then we built the beds ourselves in a process of six really crazy long days. And he came and looked at them after we got them built. And he says, okay, now I see, because he was totally wondering how we would pull this off, but we were just really pleased with how they turned out. And already some of the grandkids have come and tried it out and our youngest daughters we have two kids still at home they're 12 and 15 and they've stayed there and hung out with their friends who came to spend a week with us at the beach and it's definitely a kid pleaser 
Oh yes, you you can definitely see it from there. But you know, you've you've had the benefit of starting from scratch. Of of you know, right. you, you had the bank blank slate. You're able to build it as as you wanted. Um, yes. So how can um, people who have you know they've 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 got a current property, but they want to make it more family friendly? Can you give us some tips on you know what are your top five tips? Let's say on how to make a property family friendly. Right. Well, let me tell you first what I think is important for little children, because it's, you know, kind of two different categories, little kids and big kids. But for the little kids, their parents really want to be able to corral them safely, while they might even be able to sit and relax and visit. So corralling little kids involves maybe having a pack and play for sleep, um, having a high chair at the dining room table, If you've got stairs, baby gates are really important. Um, We also have a stroller there at the beach house so that when they're walking down to the beach and somebody um, is a little erratic in their walking and you you might be running after a two-year-old hoping that they don't go into traffic, you can corral that little two-year-old in the stroller. So if your home has those features, that's going to be really appealing to parents because half the time they're trying to pack as much as possible into their vehicle. And to know that they are not going to need the little high chair or their stroller is going to be a lot easier in the travel planning for them. Um, so you get... Yeah, I, I go along with that. We're, I'm, I'm heading to Florence in a couple of weeks' time to, to go to a, a conference and I'm meeting mm-hmm. up with my my eldest son and his wife who live in Berlin oh, fun. with their mm-hmm. um, with their um, daughter um, who's going to be <laughs> ooh, ten months old by that time. Um, awesome. So so yes, we, we we it was tough actually trying to find um, an apartment in Florence that um, that had any form of um, equipment. For a family, mm-hmm. because they're, they're coming, they're, they're coming from Berlin to Florence, which you know, may not seem very far, but but they're coming by plane and then by train, right. then by train, and then they're walking the last bit because Florence doesn't have, you know, where where we are is, um, you know, the last sort of five hundred meters is going to be on foot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's no yeah, parking outside. <laughs> so so it, it really made me realize, you know, when I'm booking this as a grandparent that. Gosh, there's a lot to think about, and right. and it's tough to find all this stuff. Right, right. And you know, one thing that I hadn't thought of really before was something that one of my sons-in-law mentioned to me. When he is looking at a vacation house, he automatically X's off the ones that have all sorts of cute little knickknacks down at a low level because he knows that he and our daughter Erica are going to have to totally rearrange the the shelving in the house so that their kids are not going to break anything precious. So clean surfaces, um, nothing too breakable down too low. That's another important. I completely go along with that because we, you know, a lot of the properties that we, we, re- we manage uh, when I'm going out to look at them, that that's one of the things on my checklist, you know, when, mm-hmm. when, when the owners will say, oh yes, we want to welcome families and and the place is absolutely stacked full of stuff. <laughs> so, so yes, I appreciate that one for sure. Yeah, and it's honestly, it's um, more restful to have open spaces and less clutter anyway. So it's it's a win win even for families that don't have little children. 
But a few other ideas for um, with little children, um, things to entertain them, baby toys, storybooks, maybe even some simple games for toddlers. They're a great idea. And then the other thing that I think that parents feel is very important for their little ones is a quiet place to sleep. And we have fans in a couple of different rooms in the house that can be moved so that, um, you know, if a child needs to be napping while there's a bunch of other people in the house, because our house is big, it sleeps 16 people. So there's always going to be probably during the day, especially some noise. So if you have a fan and a pack and play in a quiet corner of the house, then that makes it more likely that your little toddler is going to be able to nap. And that's really important to parents helping keep their children's routine and get them some rest so that they can be happy little children on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on your website, the, you know, where to find the fans for white noise. And it's not something I'd really uh-huh. considered that, um, that, yes, use the fan for white noise so that, uh, you know, any extraneous noise in the background is going to be filtered out. Right, right. It's really helpful. Mm-hmm. And then for older kids, um, some of the things that we put into our house, um, obviously board games are a hit for people of all ages. And it's one of the fun things that we've done on our vacations is bring my parents and John's parents along And um, so the grandkids get to play games with the grandparents and it's just a really, I don't know, a fun bonding time and fun memory time. So lots of different games are, I think, really helpful. Um, There's also a a case to be made for having a few movies around um, or, of course, we've got cable and we've got um, we've got some smart TVs so people can watch things on Netflix that kind of thing. But, you know, it's like to have downtime and uh, things for kids to do. And of course, um, Wi-Fi connectivity is super important to teenagers and adults these days. So when we were building the house, well, when we were getting the Wi-Fi set up, I I talked to my um, computer guru son and he found me the very best router that would handle lots of people on it at the same time so that we have fast internet for people, which is so important. And I think with teenagers also, it's awesome if they have a little bit of space to retreat to. You know, we have a couple of bedrooms in the house that are just little nook bedrooms, and yet it's a place where you can shut the door, and one of the smallest bedrooms also has the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So you can play PlayStation and sit in your own little corner and in having our daughters and their friends over to our house, it was kind of funny to see how often they gravitated toward that little tiny bedroom. And all it is, is a queen size bed with kind of a path in front of it. And that queen size bed fills one, fills the room wall to wall in one corner. And it's just the tiniest little room, but they all veg out on the bed and play PlayStation and chat. And it's just this little cozy nook And, you know, when the house is really full, since there's a queen bed in that bedroom, um, it can be a couple's bedroom, too. But most often it's just a a little nook for the kids to hide away and have space of their own. That's an interesting point, because, you know, most people would perhaps think, well, you need a big family room. and That's where all the kids would go. But I I love the idea of, a you know, a den or just just a smaller space. Mm -hmm. And that's where you put the, uh, you know, the the Wii or... um, as you say, the PlayStation. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a great tip. Yeah, it's it's been a big hit. Um, another thing that is 
a fun thing to think about is where there might be nearby adventures for older kids. For example, we're just like a mile away across a pretty bridge from the downtown of a little town. And so if the teenagers want to, they can take a walk to downtown and grab some French fries or look through some thrift stores or, I mean, anybody can, but sometimes when teenagers are on vacation with extended family, they want to have a little adventure all of their own. And so it might not be a bad idea to just point out some of the nearby activities that would be good for a little walking adventure. That's that's great. So your property caters from, from zero to 90 really, doesn't it? You've got something for everyone. Absolutely. We even have a, since it's a two-story house, we opted to put in a, a stair chair so that people who might be having trouble with the stairs would still be able to get up to the top level, which is actually the the living room, kitchen, dining room level. So it's really important to be able to access both levels. And then that upstairs master suite is also handicap accessible. It has a wheel in shower and a seat in the shower and a wheel under vanity area. But it's it's set up so that it it doesn't look hospital-like. I found some really cool grab bars that actually could be towel rods too. And they just... It doesn't look institutional. It looks elegant, and yet it, it makes the house really accessible to people with a whole variety of needs. And we've already had a couple of families with someone in a wheelchair use the home, and it worked well. So we were just thrilled to hear that. Well, it sounds it sounds it does sound like you've thought of thought of everything. So you've now had people in there from May through to where we are now. So it's a year on since you broke ground. <laughs> Right. What's what's the experience has been like? What sort of feedback are you getting from your guests? Well, on uh, VRBO, we have six five star reviews. So I'm just thrilled about that. The reviews are not as fast coming in as I was hoping because there have been more people than that staying. But the people who have taken time to review the house have loved it and have had really good things to say about it. Um, One of the most recent comments that I really loved is that the home um, facilitates people gathering and enjoying time together. And that is the heart of what I really wanted the home to be able to do. Talk before about personas, about the people that you want to, you know, the type of people um, you want to attract. Um, And it seems that you've got a couple of personas here. One would be a family like your own, which is, you know, a mom, dad and a lot of children and then of course right. there's that you know the, the sweet spot that we like in our company is the multi-generational family group yes which, which yes again is, is what you are is grandparents parents and children mm-hmm, mm-hmm. another um group that our our house would really um host well is several couples traveling together because the home has three true master suites. So, you know, sometimes if uh, friends travel together, it's hard to know which couple should get the one master suite in the house because everybody's pitching in together for this vacation. So we managed to get three master suites in the house and um, two of the master suites are a little bit smaller, but they do have their own bathroom each. And they are the actual ones that are closer to the hot tub. They have a sliding glass door to the patio that holds the hot tub. So there are um, fun perks to all three of the master suites. 
And besides the three master suites, there's also three other bedrooms. And then also the bunk rooms and the family room. So it really lets the house um, comfortably sleep a lot of people. Yes, yes, for sure. And I think um, anybody who's who's considering building uh, a property, a custom-built vacation home, that at least two master suites is so important. I agree. Because, uh, yes. You know, that, there, the, that that's that t- time-old thing. You know, somebody has to take the second bedroom. Mm-hmm. In general. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the hot tub. So let, can I just move on to safety issues? What? Certainly. Uh, yeah. Obviously, you've got a property that that's bringing in a lot of kids, young, you know, from from the very youngest age up up to um, late teens. So, what safety features are important in a property like this? Well, for our hot tub, we have a latching cover, and it's on. Um, the hot tub is on at the lower level, the patio downstairs. And then the most often used public space will be upstairs. And so upstairs, we have built-in gates at the top of the interior stairs and also at the top of the deck stairs. So families can sit with little kids and have the sliding glass door open to the deck and the kids and our grandkids literally did this the last time they came. They can run from the end of the deck all the way to the other end of the house and there's a gate at both ends. So um, no worries about the kids getting into the hot tub. We do, of course, have a caution written in our instructions to you know watch your kids and that um, hot tub is in a fenced yard. So there's another little barrier. But, of course, it comes down to parents being wise and watching their children themselves, too. Yeah. Do you have outlet covers for every outlet in the house, or is that not something you you do? (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) Although half the time when we come, they're sitting on the windowsill. People have pried them out to plug things in. Go figure. (laughs) Well, we have our sink on the island, and because of that, we ended up with the garbage disposal and the sink, the switch is on the island down at kid level, which wasn't quite something that I had thought through, but wasn't too pleased about. So I bought a little switch cover that is a safety cover so that little children can't flip that switch off and on. And um, so it seemed like a great idea, but then two different times the housekeepers have told me that people didn't know what to do with it. And so the cover got taken off. So I'm still trying to figure out what would be a better solution for that because at the moment it is uncovered. And um, so my little safety switch there didn't work as well as I thought. <laughs> so, uh, so continuing with the, um, with, with the safety theme, are, are, you, are you right on the beach or when, or when you've got families with you, do they have to go across a road to get there? Um, they have to walk through the neighborhood. It's actually like eight tenths of a mile on some little winding quiet roads. So we are up on a big hill. And so we have like a 160 degree view of the ocean, but it's over the tops of several um, sets, rows of houses. So we're not right on the water. Okay. That, 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 that in itself is a safety feature, I guess. Cause yeah. I, I know that, yeah. you know, with, with all our properties, all our properties are right on the water. Um, mm. you know, with usually within a hundred feet of open water. So it's, it's, right. it's a challenge. That can be a little nerve wracking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And one of the fun things about our location also is that it's on a cul-de-sac. So we don't really get a whole lot of traffic. It's an, it's a nice kind of best of both worlds. It's you hop in the car and literally it's three, um, three minutes drive to a really nice beach access where there's parking and it's just a short walk over the dune. 
So it's it's very accessible and you can see the ocean from the house. But yeah, it's not right in front of you <laughs> when you walk out the door so the children aren't falling in. <laughs> um, was, was that a conscious decision when you when you um, chose the location? Well, we chose the lot mostly for affordability and its general proximity to a town that we enjoy. We're like 20 minutes away from a really nice aquarium that we've always enjoyed taking the kids to over the years. And the little town that we're in is a very quiet little town, but yet it still has you know, a few things that you need, like the grocery store and a good Chinese restaurant. And it just seemed like a really good location. And yet the lot itself, because it was not oceanfront, was more affordable than some of the other lots out there. So, you know, it was it was definitely a cost decision, too. But this but this is a it's it's a vacation area where people generally yes. come. Do they, do they come year round, Mary, or is this is this more of a summer um, summer location? It tends to be more of a summer location. However, it's really moderate climate year round when it was really interesting to us to realize that even in the dead of winter, it doesn't get that much colder than in summertime. You know, the temperatures are maybe in the wintertime, the temperatures are high well, low 40s probably to mid 60s, and in the summer the temperatures are 50s and 60s, with yeah. some ups up into 70s. So it's a very moderate climate. We have really enjoyed visiting. We live in Idaho, which is last last winter it was insane amounts of snow. Well, maybe not compared to Ontario. I don't know. So I'm going to have. There's going to be people listening to this who are thinking, well. You know, I'm I'm not yet in the business, um, but I'm listening to this because I'd like to start it. Um, I'd like to start something similar. I'd like to build a a home, or I'd like to buy a home and and get it rented. What are the what are the most valuable tips you'd give to somebody who's who's just thinking of starting it? Well, I think that it's really important to think through what your niche is going to be. We chose in larger groups and um, catering to larger families. We automatically have just a little bit less competition because there's lots of three-bedroom, two-bath houses out there, and there's fewer six-bedroom, five-bath houses out there. Obviously, that increased the cost, and there's other um, possible complications just with catering to large groups. But um, it really helped us make our decisions to know what niche we were going for. And it just really guided what we did with the house. So that's one thing. Um, I also think that um, it's important or a good idea anyway to let people in on your project early because that helps generate interest and feedback and just increases or helps grow your possible market just even before you're ready to rent the house out. And then my, my last one would be, I think my last idea would be related to our, our chair fiasco. And I would say buy strong furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've, this, this is something that I've, I've talked about before because difficult to, to phrase this, but the, the, you know, the average weight of the population is, is growing and, but furniture mm-hmm. in general is not being manufactured to cater for that. And, right. Right. You know, a, a chair in general will, will take up to 230 250 pounds well there's many more many people now who are over 250 pounds and absolutely so yes i think that 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 is that is 
a fantastic tip because it's something yeah, that yeah. I, I didn't think about. And you tend to, you know, you go to Ikea or um, some of the, you know, the manufacturers that are, you know, really manufacturing in bulk and they're not manufacturing to those levels. And it definitely would have saved us money up front to have put out a little more money for just a little bit sturdier chairs. Part of, part of my problem was that I had a real idea stylistically what I wanted the chairs to look like because our dining room table that John custom made for us is really cool looking. It's kind of sleek and it's, I think you'd call it mid-century modern. And so we were looking for chairs that matched that aesthetic and uh, they just didn't end up being sturdy enough. So we ended up getting actually metal chairs uh, that still are kind of sleek but um, just a little bit more sturdily built. So we're hoping that they will work better for people. And John also built a couple of big sturdy benches for the table so that you can either, you know, cram grandchildren on them or a larger person who might have not be comfortable on the metal chairs could sit there. So hopefully we'll we'll meet a variety of people's needs with our updates. <laughs> so yeah, you know, as, as we've been talking, I've, I've sort of been scrolling through your website and the photographs and, and the blog. So, you know, once again, I do encourage anybody listening to this to go to those links because there, there's a lot to learn, a lot to learn from you, Mary. You've done a fantastic job <laughs> in, in a year since you broke ground. Wise people. <laughs> Yeah, I did a lot of learning from you and from Matt Landau. So it was really helpful to have that kind of input even before we began. Well, I think that's another thing, isn't it? That When I started out um, in this industry back in 1998, I bought my first property. There really wasn't the sort of, there wasn't the communities out there and all the people to learn from. And right. that has changed so much now. And there's just such, so many great resources out there and you've mentioned Matt um so you know as always I would I encourage people to go to um to Matt's inner circle and and check that out or just go to the vacation rental marketing blog and have a look through some of Matt's posts um and if they're not enough to encourage you to uh, to join the inner circle I don't know what is and then you know there, there are just some very very good people out there who have who have been in the industry a long time and and are out there sharing what they do. So I think it's it's hugely beneficial now to people that are starting out. A lot more now than than you know we had back in the last century. Right. It gives you a real jump start on your decision making process and I so appreciated that over the last year especially. Well, congratulations on on everything you've done. Um you know, congratulations on raising 10 children. That That's always <laughs> amazing, amazing to me. And We're very blessed. <laughs> and, now, and how many grandchildren now? We have six grandchildren. Me too. I have six granddaughters, but I think, I think, they've, probably, oh, wow. I think they've probably stopped coming now. <laughs> <laughs> and yours have probably just started. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, we may have a little lull here. I think our oldest daughters are done having babies and the next batch is not ready. <laughs> but we will enjoy these six to the fullest. <laughs> well, I know I know you're you're a, you know, you're a prolific author. You've you, you do your blogs, but you've also written books, books on adopting and books on managing large families. So I will eagerly wait for the grandparenting one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Mary, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's been great. Thank you so much. So there you are. How to create a family-friendly home and do it from scratch. I think, it, I, I think Mary has done the most phenomenal job from, you know, f- f- from nothing last August to, uh, and to having it, the first bookings go or the first people go in in April or May. And, and just after we'd come off that, uh, that interview, and Mary was telling me that she already has July of next year booked, half of August and some of June. And and here we are with a year to go. So we then went on to say, and I said, well, you know what happens here, that after you've, after you're, well, you know, once you're full, what do you do then? You build another one. So, you know, I know from experience, I mean, I haven't built a property before, but I've always had that itch once I've bought a place and staged it and started to rent it that I then get the itch to buy another and it's uh, it's a bit of a difficult one to avoid. So I hope you enjoyed that interview. It was um, it was enlightening for me in many ways, uh, because as I said at the very outset, my my properties are not as suited to children um, as they are to pets, and and it was great to hear from Mary, how she does this, how she creates family-friendly home and and is getting all the great reviews from it. So if, as I mentioned, if you've got any comments for Mary, if you've got any questions for her, um, go along to the show notes and write them in the comments and she will come back and answer them. So here we are at the end of another episode and it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you again. And uh, looking forward to next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.